what's going on in the covid scenario right now jobs are at premium this will turn around it will go away but the smarter ones are going to land to my mind even better jobs than they had in the past it's an event of absolutely crazy proportions will yeah. we come out of it yes have the confidence have the courage have the conviction we will come out of it Uh, you know, first and foremost, I really, you know, want to understand, and I'm sure everyone who's watching this would love to understand. What are you seeing when it comes to transactions? What are some of the things that you're seeing at the helm as the, you know, as the leader of MX here in India? So, uh, you know, what uh, Shraddha is happening is that uh, there is a digital revolution that's going on. It started actually four years ago. and demonetization was a trigger effect a trigger impact really that was what was uh, you know if i may the aha moment in digitization in india there's been a lot of financial inclusion since then uh, yes. you've seen you've heard about upi transactions credit cards debit cards so there is a lot of proliferation of digital uh, instruments across the country uh, post uh, demonetization gst came in some other stuff happened so this is a journey we've been on now more pronounced over the last 4 years than any time before what covid has done is it's taken a little bit of uh, you know it put a little bit of a halt uh, with what was going on but uh, post in the last 3 months again the volumes have started picking up significantly with one pronounced change where a lot of digital payments right are happening online and for mm. all the right reasons you know malls are closed you can't go into restaurants you can't go into an offline retail so people are shopping from home so at american express alone whatever volume we are seeing over the last 2 months 90% of that is online so wow. it's just amazing it's just amazing but uh, you know digital is here to stay financial services are here to stay and uh, you know because of the under penetration right now when you look at digital payments into the overall private consumption expenditure in india it's only 10% so it's it's a you know huge huge uh, opportunity msmes and and small merchants and small businesses have been affected significantly and they contribute to the growth of the economy is there anything that you are doing is there anything you are seeing and also i would like to get your views on what should we be doing as a country to accelerate momentum when it comes to small merchants and businesses so i'm i'm so glad you asked that rather because uh, you know those are the people those are the merchants those are the establishments that really need help and they need help more than any time i mean they need it now more than any time ever before so what we have done is in across the world we have uh, american express as you know is a global organization we have uh, invested 200 million dollars just wow. as uh, you know what we are encouraging card members to do is to go to these merchants and shop at these merchants so there are really two parts of this Uh, in india also by the way we've done this in many countries including india india is one of the identified countries so in india we've taken three cities we've taken delhi mumbai and bangalore and we've taken these uh, as you calling them the smses or smes the small and medium enterprise merchants and uh, we are encouraging a card member so the card member goes and incurs a transaction of let's say 1500 rupees then we are giving a cash back of 300 rupees to the card member and he can do this five times during this duration of this program which lasts for a couple of months so it is a lot of stimuli which we are providing to the card member to go and shop at these merchants and you know these merchants otherwise are you know because of either 
a uh, lot of people are scared to go out and shop so suddenly they're seeing people come into the establishments that's one aspect of it which is a monetary aspect we're giving to the card members and it's already picked up in a big way uh, so the merchants are uh, really feeling the and you know they're reaping the benefit the second is uh, you know things like basic hygiene stuff sanitizers you know uh, you know uh, point of purchase uh, whatever displays we can do we are providing them with a lot of te- technological tools to help them improve uh, you know uh, to tide over this particular uh, cause at this point in time uh, i think uh, you know uh, at the end of the day we have had some uh, measures that have taken place as you are aware the moratorium was there for 6 months so that gave a lot of relief uh, you know it just got over uh, a couple of days ago but that gave a lot of relief to uh, folks this is a global phenomenon you know and every country is dealing with it in their own way so even in india assigning a particular or setting aside an x amount as a percentage of G, uh, gdp towards uh, relief this this is going to help it's going to help big time and this is the time when you know whether it could be a middle class family whether it could be a you know medium sized merchant whether it's a aviation industry or the hotel industry everyone needs help and yeah. you know i think the necessary and adequate measures and steps are take, being taken uh, are taking place right now to do so i'm going to use my amex cards and transact uh, with some of the merchants who are engaging with you then i get a cashback so you are actually creating a kind of a uh, momentum from both the sides right like me as a consumer then gets to spend is incentivized That's to spend more tell us more in terms of how are you doing your bit in creating more liquidity in the market well i i'll be very candid and fully transparent i'm i'm not stepping out too much so i'm doing a little more online uh, and uh, me and my wife both sometimes i have to make sure i check her bills but uh, she's uh, spending <laughs> a lot online and uh, you know what we do is on a more serious note um, online is something which uh, always there was a little bit of a concern in online card spend that is it safe is it secure yeah. you know you're giving out your details um, and american express has world class absolutely world class uh, you know security systems risk management systems fraud management systems uh, and we have a cash you know a charge back thing so a customer if the customer disputes a charge we do not ask a question we straight away give what is called a temporary credit into the card member's account so you know i mean customers are and that's why 90% of our spend is online so they're very very comfortable transacting from their from the comfort of their homes is there a trend that you're seeing in this spend like you know i was speaking to some of the uh, 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 folks in the fintech space and they were saying that you know one very interesting facet that has come out is that the bharat is also now transacting online so that is there now people are purchasing and it's not cash on delivery but it's actually using card using wallets and everything but i just wanted to understand where are some of the spends that you're seeing happening yeah, now absolutely can be you know Uh, we look at data we cut it by industries so interestingly i can name two or three industries where there's a lot of spend which is happening utilities right mm. that's an amazing electricity water you know uh, those kind of expenses now are being put on the card your insurance premium are being put on on the card your health and fitness is being put on the card right and education that has just gone through the roof so you know all the courses all the you know the tuition fees and this fee and you know that fee all relating to education those are just three or four categories that have just shot up the 
that have just shot through the roof. They've, they've really gone up significantly. As American Express here in India, what are some of the things that you are specifically thinking in the next 12 months, 18 months for, the, for India? Sure. So, Shraddha, uh, you know, at American Express, uh, our vision, which is a global vision, is no different than the vision we have in India, is to provide the world's best customer experience every day. So that's a foundation pillar on which we do everything. Within that, it's our, you know, impetus and a key imperative to get more and more customers into the, you know, and build a franchise and be building that very aggressively, whether it's on the consumer side of the business or the commercial side of the, side of the business and adding on significantly new number of merchants. So all that is on the acquisition front, whether it's consumer, commercial or merchant. Then we also engage very actively with our card members because, you know, once the card members are brought in into the franchise, then you want to constantly engage with them mm. because you want them to not only have the card in their wallet, you want them to take the card out and spend it at merchants. That becomes a very important aspect. And as we do that, the underlying pillar of all this is, you know, one of the ways in which we also do that is to have a very strong membership rewards program. That's a currency which we have. I mean, some people use, you know, cashback. We use a very strong rewards program. So that gives incentive. And that comes no cost to the, uh, you know, to the card member, but that gives incentive for a customer to go and take the card out and spend because these points add up. Those points can be converted into, you know, you can buy, if you want a Bose speaker, you can buy a ticket, you can buy, you know, a lovely meal, you can do all kinds of things with that. So we do that. And the underlying foundation, like I said, is service because whatever we do at the end of the day, you know, we're in a financial services space, right? it can be easily commoditized. One thing that cannot be copied or replicated is service. So if your service is of a particular standard, yeah. then you're very sure that you will you know, uh, meet and beat your competitors. And I feel very proud of the fact that this is the fifth consecutive year that in India, we've been you know, rated as India's most trusted credit card brand. What's the brand association? Today, it works in your favor because, of course, it's trusted and there's a premiumness attached to it. But tell us about American Express. As sure. a so, Shraddha, uh, we are very clear. Uh, we want to build size, scale, and relevance. Right? Mm. When you look at India, right? Uh, very, I mean, very clearly, there is, uh, when you look at the pyramid, and in, in a way, it's a good way to define, right? Lots of eligible, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's uh, in the target audience that we play in, there is so many eligible prospects who can tomorrow become an American Express Card member. At the highest end of the uh, pyramid is what we call the high net worth individuals or the super affluence. We want to own that space or, you know, for a moment, let's call it the premium space. We want to own the premium space. Today, we have a significant penetration already into that space. Then you have the middle of the pyramid, right? That's where you have the, you know, middle class and higher middle class who are very well to do. And over there, again, there are lots of banks with, you know, who are our competitors. We also, uh, just given, I go back to that whole earlier uh, number I gave you, only 10% of the private consumption expenditure is on some form of, uh, you know, uh, cards. So the opportunity is there for all. The biggest competitor is really cash. It's not about competing with each other. And what is very interesting is the younger generation, 70% of India, is millennials, 70%, mm. 47% of the workforce in India is millennials. So what we have consciously taken a decision is to also target this. We've come out with a card specifically targeted for millennials, right? Where everything, we have five or six benefits. So if 
you know, you want to use Uber, you want to use Flipkart, you want to use Amazon, you want to use Ola, you're given multiple X points every time you do that. It's a very low threshold in fee because we realize that, you know, these are youngsters, they're starting off in their life, they may not want to pay a high fee. And that fee also gets reversed provided they reach a very small level of, you know, I think it's uh, 25,000 rupees or worth of annual spend. If they reach, there's, there's no fee it's free for life, you know. So it's, it's a very, very, what we would want people is to get them familiar with the brand because what we haven't changed, even for this lot, the kind of service which we are providing them is absolutely par excellence. It's absolutely mm. at par with every other product. So we are very confident and we have the conviction that once they experience our brand over a period of time, we want to be, you know, we want to have them with us for the rest of their lives. And they will move as they move up in life. They'll move and they will move into higher and higher products. And we have an array of products to offer them, you know, years down the line. Manoj, I can't be talking to you and not talk about your engagement as a brand with startups and entrepreneurial community in India. Do you do that? Do you have any engagement? Do you look at the, this segment, this community of people? Absolutely. I don't want to name any, but all I can tell you is uh, I don't think a week goes by when we don't engage with one, at least one fintech player. Oh. And yeah, it is so important. You know, right from, you know, digital acquisition, onboarding, to engagement, to rewards, to attrition management, to CRM. I can just go on and on, right? Because these fintechs are so nimble, more so in India, right? They, they know it. They can, you give them a problem statement, they'll come back to you in 72 hours and say, okay, this is, the, you know, let's, let's get, as a matter of fact, then the ball is back in our court. Okay, now what next, right? So we engage with them very often. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've got many solutions from them. Some are WIP. And uh, it's absolutely a pleasure dealing with, you see the level of energy, level of, uh, you know, enthusiasm. And, uh, you know, the whole problem solving mindset that they have, it, it takes them. Some of them may not be so familiar with, you know, let's say the credit card industry, but it doesn't take them much to understand. But, you know, whether it's building APIs, whether it's, uh, you know, open banking, whatever, these guys are totally on the ball. And they have, I think, the way, you know, they've constructed their own teams, which are nimble, because, you know, they, they need to be nimble. Uh, but uh, high energy, high enthusiasm, high engagement, and it's a pleasure working with them. I saw in your profile that you've also been an entrepreneur. You've been in Amex forever. I think it's more than 20 years, right? Like, uh, 25, uh, 25. But in between, you've also been an entrepreneur. So tell me uh, about your own entrepreneurial journey and what got you to come back to, the, to, to Amex? You know, that entrepreneurial journey was uh, an interesting one. It was a very short journey. It was uh, for a period of... Uh, seven months. It was actually 11 months out of which seven months was the journey and four months was shutting the journey, <laughs> closing <laughs> it down. Uh, uh, but uh, all I can tell you is, uh, you know, I set out to do something, Shraddha. I'd worked 15 years by the time I started, 15 years in corporate life, all with American Express and one year with another private Indian bank. Uh, and then I started off on the journey and uh, I thought I had a very viable business model, right? I self-funded my entire put in my life savings i've come from a i've come from a very modest background if you want i'll talk about it later but um, you know so i put my entire life savings into what i put uh, you know i created this um, very basic very very basic i decided not to get any pe funding 
Uh, not that I would have got it even if I tried, right? <laughs> I'm talking about 2006 when there was no appetite yeah, for all yeah. this, you know. And um, so I decided to, you know, just uh, start off uh, a distribution mm-hmm. company uh, where I was distributing assets and in, uh, within assets, uh, personal mm-hmm. loans, credit cards, and insurance because I was playing to my strengths over there. And I set up a team. It was no digital. Digital was, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Digital. It was all. paper-based stuff and i became you know i set up a team of 7 800 people across eight cities oh and, really yeah and you, you must know, have invested a lot then yeah i did I, like i told you my entire 15 years of wow. savings savings mm. went into that and i got to a stage when i realized that uh, two things were happening one uh, you know because it was a mom and pop store at the end of the day when you compare you know I, I couldn't even think of comparing myself even with the small banks, let alone the bigger banks. So the talent I was attracting was not the best talent, right? Mm. Because you know they would rather go and work where they would, uh, you know, be uh, more recognized and uh, could make a career. So I wasn't being able to attract the best talent. The second was uh, if they were working out to be good, then very soon they would, you know, jump ship. They would go to so attracting and retaining. I was struggling yeah. at both ends. So that was on the people front. On the business model itself, there was one of the you know products I was selling was insurance, and insurance is sometimes can become a little you know you don't know you know what goes on with commissions and all of that. And I've always one of the things right from my childhood, from a compliance viewpoint, I have you know my dad was in the forces, so you know I can't. you know this i feel there's something not going right i start panicking right so yeah, yeah. and that gave me a little bit of a unrest and i said okay this is not for me it's not mm. working out financially for me it commercially is not making sense for me i'm not being able to attract the talent and what is the you know uh, the future i really don't see a future what have i got myself into so you know uh, it was within 6 7 months that realization came through uh, at that point in time i'd sunk in a lot of money so one goes to go further but then i said the sensible thing is to cut losses mm. right and you know that's for self awareness and self realization if you have that cut losses and then i sat with just one or two people and these 800 or 1000 people i made sure everyone's provident fund was paid off so that later on it doesn't play on my conscience and nobody ever ever has you know recourse to me you know that oh you know what even if it's 5000 or 10000 rupees you haven't paid me this or you haven't paid me that every rental wow. was paid off every everyone's uh, pf was paid off and that's when i moved you know i decided but the learnings or the lessons i learned from that were quite interesting the one lesson i learned one was on the professional front and one was on the personal front on the professional front it was really you know plan uh, you know before you get into something it wasn't a well thought through business model that i went into and i'm being very candid with you uh, have a plan b i did not have a plan b right diversify i had not diversified i put all my eggs in one basket uh, and uh, you know ideally uh, don't put in your own funding right i mean you got to, you got to be sensible about it right so i you know putting my life savings yeah. to send to kids to college very soon so you know a lot of that and that puts mental stress mental anxiety yes. onto you and uh, so those were some of the learnings i think on the professional front on the personal front what was very interesting shraddha was uh, you know uh, i for the first time realized i'd worked like i told you 15 years at amex and i'd had a very you know very uh, good journey i was very lucky along the way uh, you know getting some very good opportunities 
uh, I realized the power of the business card. And uh, those 15 years, a lot of people, you know, call them friends, call them whatever, who were around, a lot, 95% of them disappeared. Mm. Right? And, uh, you know, because they must be looking at me as a failed entrepreneur. Mm. And, uh, you know, you have a very, very small set of people who are then your, you know, of course, your immediate family and maybe a couple of friends. And then you realize you don't need more than that. Right. Yeah. So people who were around you were around you either with an agenda or with some purpose or with something. And suddenly they all like, wow, you look and they're gone, you know. So but that was a big learning for me. And I've kept that in mind. It's not that I'm out there with some kind of, you know, a vindictive thing, a <laughs> kind of a thing. But uh, it, was, it was a good, uh, good enough learning. There are so many people losing jobs. Uh, and there is a sense of gloom among young people. And that's why someone like you, today you are at the helm. You are such a senior. Uh, and senior, I'm talking in terms of the rank, the position that you have at MX. How do you get to be where you are? And if you had to tell people that, I can I can only way I can try and answer that, Shraddha, is through my own journey. Because hmm. I may not be able to, you know, yeah. uh, I'm not, I don't want to preach, but I can definitely talk through my journey because it's worked for me. Uh, at yeah. least, you know, I feel it has. So, like I said, humble background, uh, dad was in the Air Force, kept moving around everywhere. That taught me a lot of things because it became highly adaptable. You know, every two years we would move from one, you know, yeah. here you start, used to get posted, we'd move from one place to the other. Second, we never had, we never had any money, you know, honestly. We, there was nothing to fall back upon. So, there was no, even then, there was no plan B. So, you had to study hard. You had to, you know, and then I was always a very outdoor, you know, I was a very keen, uh, you know, sportsman. I used to be playing squash at the national level. Uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, uh, basis that I got into SRCC. And uh, I had a very good, uh, I, was, I was keen to become an engineer. And I had science in school. And I was very keen to stay on in Delhi. I wanted to get into Delhi College of Engineering. And uh, there's something called PCM, which is Physics, Chem and Maths. And I had 89, uh, you know, PCM. Uh, and DC finished at 89.3. I missed it by one mark. Otherwise, <laughs> and there was no interview. I would have been a civil engineer in DC. I missed that. Uh, and SRCC, also I missed by one mark because my, you know, percentage became 82.25 and whatever. I missed it. But then... Because I was playing squash at the national level, I got in into SRCC in the sports section, which was no professor would come there for teaching and all that. <laughs> I actually spent two years in Stephens, uh, you know, out of the three years, you know, in your lovely canteen. And uh, it was um, because I made some fantastic friends over there. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. In those three years of college was, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, at that point in time, it was... I learned a lot. I was, uh, you know, I was playing actively. I was studying on my own because, like I said, there was very little uh, yeah. infrastructure. And uh, I still remember, uh, you know, uh, it was uh, in my second year of college or something. And this uh, came back to my mind, uh, came back to mind, I think about a year ago when I went to watch a cricket match in uh, Ferocia Kotla. I took my son along, uh, one of those 2020 matches, and it just crossed my mind. I didn't share it with him because I said, I don't know what he would think I am trying to do here. But, you know, uh, Ferocia Kotla is at the ITU, right? And uh, I remember my first summer, I took a summer job for 45 days. Midday had got introduced, mm. right? 
and i'm talking about maybe 30 years ago i was in college and i was paid 60 rupees a day to sell papers at that you know at that all students we were wearing wow. a midday t-shirt in the heat we were wow. four to six hours a day and i can tell you those kind of experiences stay stay with you right yes and uh, this dignity of labor that's when you realize yes. you know there is so much of dignity of labor it doesn't matter which family what you come i came like i said from a very modest background but for me that was an amazing you know experience and uh, people are going around in the cars and and we did like it was just being introduced and did i cherish those 60 60 rupees you could take you a long way and i i did i cherish it absolutely then we would go to nerulas and have ice cream <laughs> after that so so that was that was college for me after the after that i did my chartered accountancy uh, i was fortunate enough to you know uh qualify in the first shot and then uh, i joined american express in 1990 and i got an opportunity uh, you know to your answer your first part i one of the things i kept raising was my hand on every opportunity that came up i joined mm-hmm. in risk then there was an opportunity in strategic planning in tokyo and uh, they selected me for that i went there then i you know became the cfo for american express in india and uh, so one thing led to the other to the other and at every point in time or you know luck plays a part you got to be at the right place at the right time also but also what plays a part is your own willingness to say you know what i'm ready to roll up my sleeves i'm ready to do this because nothing if you're ready not if you're not willing to work tab chhod do kuch nahi hoga you have to be willing to say i am ready to take this on then only will your leaders take that chance so yeah. i've i've been fortunate enough i still believe you're absolutely right with what's going on in the covid scenario right now jobs are at premium but you know for it doesn't mean that people are this will turn around it will go away but the smarter ones are going to land to my mind even better jobs than they had in the past what would you tell again to the young people in the country to everyone who's watching and facing one of the toughest times in their maybe careers in their lives what would you tell them and and if and how are you dealing with the current times so what i would say is hope have hope have faith have trust show empathy be there for each other trust each other it's a it's a you know it's a it's a swan event it's an event of absolutely crazy proportions will yeah. we come out of it yes have the confidence have the courage have the conviction we will come out of it and be there for each other support each other because if we are not there for each other at times like this we don't show empathy we will not be you know we will we will land up in some amount of problems the last piece i would add over there shraddha is we are, there is there is bound to be stress there is bound to be some element of anxiety there is bound those elements are bound to be there if they are there don't think you know there's nothing wrong being in showing your vulnerability it's okay let people know that you know this is what you're experiencing talk to others reach out this is the time not only give a helping hand but also figure out what are others around you experiencing and think about it like a community because yeah. if we are you know thinking about it like a community i started respecting nature more than i've ever done in the past really you know mm-hmm. and look after your physical and mental health being that is the most critical thing everything else will fall in place i have to ask you this question before i let you go what has money meant for you what does it mean to you money 
you know it meant very different to me maybe 10 15 years ago because i was i like i said middle of my career i was uh, maybe whatever 35 years old with zero money zero bank account and then i moved to singapore there also my kids didn't like it i moved back so effectively after working 18 years my bank balance was zero wow. and that's you know and and then you know you have to send two kids to college so at that time it meant a lot to me and then since then i and then i was student about saving i you know i, have, i don't have one of those fancy lifestyles and stuff like that <laughs> so i'm wearing a fitbit i'm not into watches i'm not into you know i i love my basic stuff what i need to make sure is that i have i'm covered my family is covered for a rainy day right i have uh, you know uh, a roof uh, above my head and uh, you know now that my kids are provided for you know those days are gone you need to set this aside for this kid that aside for that kid and we should all set money aside for ourselves to lead a good life i think yeah. that's so important because i think everyone gets into this whole accumulation of wealth that we forget to lead a good life so i think what is in my view what is critical is once you know and everyone can do their own math because you know for somebody maybe 2 lakhs is enough for somebody 5 lakhs a month is enough it's different for different people my needs are very modest i know what my needs are and you know at the end of the day beyond that i'm not going to start eating more consuming more just because you know more money i'll be very happy with that i don't want more stress i mean i i'm i'm very clear about